2: All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of Dr. Lieberman, her guests, and callers. Now it's time to have a seat on Dr. Carol's Couch. Here's your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman.
3: And welcome to today's edition of Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Well, we're going to have fun today. You thought thought the Oscars were over, the 88th Academy Awards, but... um, even if you watched them and even if you saw clips of them on other television shows, you ain't heard nothing yet <laughs> because we're going to be taking you today backstage at the Oscars because what you see in the front of the stage is pretty much what was planned other than a few faux pas, but um, you know, backstage is where the uh, presenters and the nominees let it all hang out and where you see the things that really weren't planned or weren't meant for you to see. So today's show is everything you ever wanted to know about the Oscars but didn't know anyone to ask. My guests today are um, perfect tour leaders around this uh, this Oscar um, 88th Academy Awards and even some prior Academy Awards. They know everything about Hollywood. (laughs) Ken Levine is a winner. Of multiple Emmy Awards and Golden Mike Awards from the Radio and Television News Association, and he received them for excellence in television news broadcasting. Um, he was actually backstage, up close and personal to all the people that uh, were involved in the Oscars, and he was covering it for uh, an international news organizations. Um, Michael Selzman is the author of a book called All is Vanity, Memoirs of a Hollywood Operative. He's a former executive and producer at Top Hollywood Studios. He's been an agent and press agent. He's represented many celebrities, including Marilyn Monroe and Judy Garland. So you couldn't, and both of them have very strong opinions, as do I, <laughs> about this uh, Academy Awards, um, I think that uh, the best part of it was Chris Rock and Lady Gaga's song. Um, we'll talk about that and, and all the rest of it. Um, I, I'm going to give you little snippets of what I thought were the best uh, throughout the show. I'll give you little snippets of what I thought were some of the best lines of Chris Rock Um he is saying, well, I'm here at the Academy Awards, otherwise known as the White People's Choice Awards. You realize if they nominated hosts, I wouldn't even get this job. So you'll all be watching Neil Patrick Harris right now. Um, he, you know, he addressed the elephant in the room. He said, uh, there are no black nominees. And he, he was said, people are like Chris. You should boycott Chris. You should quit. You should quit. How come there's only unemployed people that tell you to quit something, you know? No one with a job ever tells you to quit. So I thought about quitting. I thought about it real hard, but I realized they're going to have the Oscars anyway. They're not going to cancel the Oscars because I quit. And then he went on to say, and of course, this is the whole big, you know, this was the big elephant in the room, um, the diversity, and so he goes on to say, the big question, why, now the, the thing is, why are we protesting? The big question, why this Oscars? Why this Oscars? You know, it's the 88th Academy Awards, which means this whole no black nominees thing has happened at least 71 other times, okay? you got to figure that it happened in the 50s and in the 60s, you know, in the 60s, one of those years, Sydney didn't put out a movie. I'm sure there were no black nominees some of those years, say 62 or 63, and black people did not protest. Why? Because we had real things to protest at the time, you know? We had real things to protest, you know? We're too busy being raped and lynched to care about who won best cinematographer. Well, that really set the tone, and um, he took a very careful, um, a very careful. You know, he looked at the whole situation in a very thoughtful way. Um, he didn't, you know, come down. He, he really told it like it is, and we're going to hear more of his, um, his opening monologue. But it was, it was really the highlight. Um, okay, now let me get to my guests, <laughs> Ken Levine um, and Michael Selzman. What, um, who would like to start? Why don't you start, Ken, because you were back there.
0: Uh, okay. Anything in particular, or just uh, just sort of give you an overview?
3: Well, um, since actually since we I gave some the opening of um, part of the opening of Chris Rock's opening monologue. Why don't you talk about him and what people were saying? What, were, what people were saying behind his back, backstage.
0: Well, people were worried um, right from the get-go of what what was going to happen. Everybody was cognizant of the uh, of the elephant in the room. Everybody was, everybody was aware of the uh, of the big uh, diversity uh, you know scandal, so to speak. And so they were kind of worried on how it was going to be approached. And the fact that he hit it right from the beginning. Um, I'm not saying that every single person was for it. It was uh, it was kind of a mixed bag at the time. Um, but um, as the um, as the monologue grew uh, grew longer and longer, it, it, he sort of had the um, the audience in his hand. Um, it, it was a very interesting evening because there were a lot of things on people's mind. The diversity thing was one was one huge one, and we're right in the middle of probably the most incredible effervescent political season of of a, of a presidential campaign of all time, and that was also a big topic of discussion. And, um, and the two sort of go hand in hand because they're both very political. Uh, the Academy, it seemed, went out of its way to solve part of the problem. Um, if you notice during the during the ceremony and during the presentation that there were by far more. Uh, black presenters than you ever remembered before. Mm. And, and I'm, I'm pretty convinced that they were, they were all changed, um, over the, uh, over the weeks. I think there were people that were invited earlier in the, um, in the, uh, uh, procedure of putting the show together and it was changed as the, as the, um, news got bigger and bigger about the lack of any, uh, of any diversity. So there were, there were people that people actually, um, in the back, in the back, Backstage and in the, in the hallways were basically saying, who is that? They actually <laughs> didn't know who they yes. were.
3: Yes, yes. I thought that watching them, who is that? Exactly. Michael, why don't you um, jump in here and, and talk about what we've been talking about so far, the, mainly the diversity <sighs> issue.
4: Well, the the diversity issue, I think, is a uh, paper tiger. Uh, African Americans have um, made films uh, contrary to what uh, uh, Chris Rock said. In the 50s and 60s and 70s, and some of them, The Learning Tree was written and produced and directed by Gordon Parks. Um, Sounder, okay, directed by a white guy, Marty Ritt, but a full black cast, Cicely Tyson, Paul Winfield, Kevin Hooks and written by Lonnie Elder, a black uh, playwright. Uh, Then there was Raisin in the Sun, Malcolm X, The the Color Purple, Ray, Pursuit of Happiness, produced and directed by um, Will Smith and uh, starring Will Smith and his son, um, who was uh, not there and allegedly didn't watch Uh, Nutty Professor, Ali, Roots, Antoine Fisher, Harlem Nights, The Wiz, the list goes on. All black writers and uh, actors and directors. I mean, 12 Years a Slave in 2013 won Best Picture, Best Director, and Best Sporting Actor. Where were the complaints then? Mm -hmm, mm
3: Mm-hmm. Yes, Um, yes, there certainly... There certainly have been years where um, um, blacks were uh, honored or were nominated, certainly, if, if they, even if they didn't always win, but yes. Um, well, well, Denzel
4: well, Washington is an actor who opens a film and opens a film means that it's usually a success success on the first weekend. Spike Lee generally makes headlines and money where he does a film. Samuel Jackson seemingly is in every movie out there. People rant about the latest Star Wars featuring a black hero. What about George Lucas casting Jackson and Billy Dee Williams in previous versions, not to mention James Earl Jones, the original Darth Vader? Mm Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, well, before we leave, you know, actually, I, I was so glad um, that that Chris Rock called out uh, Jada Pinkett Smith because really, um, this was this all started because she was angry that her husband Will Smith didn't get nominated for a concussion. Mm-hmm. and um, it was really cu- sour grapes and he i loved what he said about that um, jada's mad at her man jada's mad her man will was not nominated for concussion i get it i get it tell the truth i get it you you get mad it's not fair that will was this good and didn't get nominated yeah you're right it's also not fair that will was paid 20 million dollars for wild wild west okay and that got a lot of laughs um uh, Ken, was there any particular reaction to that comment backstage?
0: Um, there was a lot of comments about the um about Will and Jada Smith. They they yeah. were um Let's put it this way: Um, a lot of people felt that this was the um, that that they're not going to rush outside to go to the grocery market and be recognized right away after that after that broadcast. (laughs) Um, If if you noticed, uh, Chris Rock didn't actually let up at that; he kept going and succeeding. Things later in the broadcast even alluded to the uh, situation involving Will Smith. The most telltale thing of all, though, I thought in his. um, in his diatribe against against uh, Will and his wife, were, uh, when he uh, he said that she's really done nothing to even be a member of the academy, and the fact that she got invited, she should have jumped all over it.
3: Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yes. Well, what? Let's talk about some of the other um, things. Uh, what? What was? What? You you alluded to the idea of politics. Um, mm hmm. That was you were saying that there were, that it was very noisy backstage. I mean, you had told me off the air before yes, we got on yes. the air about how um, it was so noisy backstage because people were getting into heated arguments about politics.
0: Okay, here was a here was a situation where in that in that one one evening in that one room were probably the biggest contributors in the world to all these campaigns, the most money going into certain um, candidates. Funds were coming from these people doing fundraisers for them. Um, it was kind of the who's who crap. We don't have to talk, you know, specifically, but there were a lot of Bernie Sanders supporters, there were a lot of Hillary Clinton supporters, and if you were Bernie Sanders or or a Hillary Clinton supporter, that means you weren't a Donald Trump supporter. And the few that were there that were Donald Trump supporters got loud in the in the in the back. There were actual actual um, uh, security measures where people were asking people to keep it down. People get very, very hostile when when discussing this particular election um, for for a myriad of reasons, and it, and it carries over into the uh, in, you know into the Hollywood scene. You could you and you could feel the tension. You could just feel that people wanted to express their opinions but didn't want to be looked at for uh, you know for whatever reason that is.
3: Uh-huh. And what kind of, while we're on security, what kind of security was there in general, oh, I would imagine, in terms of terrorism?
0: Well, that, oh my um, God. Oh, oh my God, Carol. It was, um, um, I've been in the past, so this isn't, wasn't my first rodeo, but, um, this was a little bit different. One of the reasons it was a little bit different is because Vice President Biden, uh, was, was present, and, uh, along with his wife and daughter. And so you also had, besides your normal, um, unbelievable amount of security you also had secret service mm. which you don't normally have at a um, at an academy awards function and so that that really lent to it in order to get um, foreign credentials this time around. Not only did you have to show a birth certificate, a driver's license, uh, you know, a passport. I mean, it was wow. ridiculous. The, num- wow. the number of things that you, you know before you could be credentialed. Um, you had to go through several areas. Uh, there is one area for the people that are actually um, you know ticketed invitees. You know, the stars, the presenters, the agents, etc. That actually have tickets for the Academy Awards. And there's an entirely other entrance for everybody else, including the press and you know people that are actually involved. In the broadcast, you know, technicians and things like that, and you have to go through um, several different um, different areas, uh, especially for the uh, for the lesser names than uh, than you would imagine. Um, that's why uh, for a 5:30 a broadcast, you are asked to be there no later than four o'clock, which is an hour and a half because the you know, lines were ridiculous.
3: Hmm. As they were checking you in, making sure oh, you God. were who you were supposed to be.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. That, but once that, they do that, then they, they double check too. So. There's there's a couple of different checkpoints.
3: Yes, that would have been a terrorist dream, actually. Not only Hollywood, you know, not not only blowing up Hollywood, but with Biden being there as well, it was a double hitter. Um, uh, Michael, would you like to comment on this? Yeah,
4: Um, I think uh, perhaps that the Academy's supposed failure to recognize Black artists is because Black life is is a niche. Which it is. It's thirteen percent point two of the U.S. population is black, and where were the Latinos and Asians, seventeen mm-hmm. percent uh, of is is Latino and five percent is Asian. Other than a horrible skit about Price Waterhouse and the three little Asian kids, Chris Rock, I think, was the unfunniest host in my memory.
3: Oh and what really? Girl- uh, yeah,
4: and what did Girl Scout cookies have to do with the Oscars? And what was Joe <laughs> Biden doing there? It's uh, supposed to be entertainment, not cause marketing. And who was Stacey Dash?
3: Well, I don't know who is Stacy. I've been trying to think that out. I don't know. One. And, and n- neither did of, the audience know. Yes, that was that was a very awkward moment. I'll give you that. And so was the three Asian, the two boys and a girl, and, they, and then they gave one of them a Jewish name. I, I mean, that skit was it did fall flat. I'll. That's true. I, that I
4: think it was the worst actor sh- uh, Oscar show in my memory, and that's saying a lot since I've been watching it for fifty years.
3: <laughs> well, you know what's interesting is um, there's uh, the whole you know the diversity was the whole big issue, and and as I read before, he was saying it was the White People's Choice Award. I think it was the most vanilla Academy Awards that I've ever seen, and it wasn't because of race. It was boring in large degree um, because of how vanilla it was. Again, not related to to race, but just how how bland it was.
4: Well, why was politics involved? And why was rape involved? And why were Girl Scout cookies involved? I mean, it's supposed to be entertainment. It was entertainment uh, some years ago. What um, are these issues doing in the Oscars? I well, I actually,
3: I actually, I loved Lady Gaga's song, and I, I do think, and, and and what's interesting, not only was that about sexual abuse, but Spotlight winning. So obviously, the consciousness of mm-hmm. our country is really focused um, on on the, uh, the growing problem of sexual abuse.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Did, did you think about that? That um, it's the song, and she should have won. I'm sorry, but that song should have won. Um, but in any well, there's case, a lot of people
0: it, that, that agree with you, too. I mean, the backlash yes. on, about Sam Smith uh, or whoever that was that, that, that won um, in comparison, there's a, there's a huge backlash. That was a big talked-about thing later in the evening, huge.
3: Yes. Um, yes, it was, let's see, uh, Writings on the Wall, Spectre yes. won instead of Till It Happens to You, which was from The Hunting Ground. Um, yes. Well, I'm hearing, I'm hearing music. We have to take a break. There's so much to talk about. We've just kind of scratched the surface. But we will be back. Um, we're talking about backstage at the Oscars, what really happened, with my guests, Ken Levine and Michael Selzman. So stay tuned. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman.
1: if you have a question or comment for Dr.
0: Carol, dial toll-free at one 472
2: 5788 Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman.
3: And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. We're talking with you today about backstage at the Oscars, what really happened, and it's so great to hear <laughs> each of my guests. Uh, you know, we all have differing opinions, and I guess part of it has to do with with whether you know what the point of the Oscars is Uh, is it a celebration of movies and and that seems to be what it was originally supposed to be and how much has it become um, a a place kind of like the Super Bowl a place where because millions and millions of people are watching um, it's a place to talk about issues um, my guests again are Ken Levine, the winner of multiple Emmy Awards and Golden Mike Awards, and Michael Selzman, author of the book "All is Vanity: Memoirs of a Hollywood Operative. Um, I just want to read one of my favorite uh, one of my favorite quotes from Chris Rock. Um, he started he, but here's, and of course talking about diversity, but here 's the real question: um, the real question everybody wants to know is hollywood racist is it burning cross racist no is it fetch me some lemonade racist no 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 it's a different type of racist now um then he goes on i'm skipping a little bit um is hollywood racist you're damn right hollywood is racist but it ain't that racist that you've grown accustomed to. Hollywood is sorority racist. It's like, we like you, Rhonda, but you're not a kappa. <laughs> that just really cracked me up. You know, it's, I mean, a lot of what he's saying is absolutely right on. And I know you, you disagree with me, Michael. Um, <laughs> okay. I don't know if you want to comment on, on that quote, well, but I, go I ahead. I
4: was once a member of the Academy, but when publicists were delisted in this, 70s because they tended to favor their own clients, I lost my voting privileges. As a former publicist, an agent, a studio executive at four studios, and a producer, I never saw anyone in a position of power or a worker bee deliberately not vote for a picture or performance they didn't honestly believe in. Their or my decisions were always based on worth. Uh
3: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's not color, is what you're trying to say. No. Exactly right um okay, what were we before the break we were t- we started talking about uh well we were talking right we were talking about the song lady gaga 's song, and um, I was asking Ken about whether these the people i mean not only was it a beautiful song and a poignant song and all of that, but I think it was it was elevate and of course introduced by by Vice President Biden, um, which which you know put a Uh, put a different spin on it, I mean, uh, took it out of the rest of the Academy Awards. You had to sort of, uh, this is, it it was given special attention by the Vice President of the United States. But um, what what made it really be a song on steroids was the 50 people who were victims of uh, sexual abuse, besides Lady Gaga herself, of course, and when they came on stage admitted you know showed their face um uh, came out strong as you know yes i am a victim of this and i'm um but i'm not going to be ashamed of it that was really powerful and apparently and Ken was saying that they kept uh, them in a separate room they weren't even they weren't roaming around backstage so tell us about
0: that yeah, they uh, obviously nobody knew who they were. We didn't even know that they existed until you know almost the last minute. And then when they were walking down uh, down into the um, area that you um, you know you come backstage and then onto the stage from um, once we took a look at their uh, once you could see their arms and stuff with all the little sayings written on it and stuff. It was totally uh, you know obvious of you know who they were and why and why they were there. And I think at that point the uh, the whole. Tenor of that performance took on a, a totally different meaning,
3: mm-hmm. and
0: uh, and I think there were um, there were uh, gasps in the crowd. I think there was a lot of people. I was looking at the monitor, and I could see some some cutaways um, of. Um, of uh uh some of the stars that had uh, you know tears were in their eyes their mouths were hanging open they they had a, a look of amazement and bewilderment and stuff like that and so i think for whatever reason they and i mean they the producers and the uh, organizers of the uh, of the broadcast decided to do this it worked
3: Mhm. Mhm. Yes, that made it and, so much powerful. And I believe off. it.
0: Uh, it had no place in the Oscars. What, you know something? I'm not saying that. It, I'm not saying that it did. I'm not saying that it did. And first of all, when when Vice President Joe Biden was invited to come up specifically to introduce that thing, it became a political thing and not and not a, mm-hmm. a exactly. and not a celebration of a song. You know. It, yes. it,
3: it
4: actually, it, it, um, um, I think it had to do more with the
0: Democratic election. Mm. being well the whole thing became politicized at that at that point you that's know what I'm well, saying,
3: that's, yeah. that's a good point, yes, that this was sort yeah, of I'm, a uh um, like what do you, what do you call that when you put uh, subliminal? It was a subliminal message, pro pro Democrat. Yeah, but not he was not, so po-
0: n- not so subliminal.
3: <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> this was
0: kind of right out there in your face. And um, I, I I'm I'm not saying I enjoyed, I liked it because I thought it was a powerful performance. I thought she did an incredible job. That's that that's not uh, that's not the issue. Whether that kind of performance and introduction et cetera belongs on this show, we used to. We used to just have, um, you know, we celebrated, you know, the five songs that were nominated for Best Song in the Academy Award, and usually the people that performed the songs in the movie, you know, were invited to uh, to perform the song, and it was it was basically just that. Now it's taken on a much, much bigger um, meaning now. So are are people going to go to the drawing board and try to create songs with big messages, mm, knowing that they mm. can have this forum in front of 300 million people once a year? I, I'm not sure that they won't. I think it's a billion yeah. people. A billion people.
3: yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh
0: uh-huh. Um, so that, let's
3: talk about go ahead, go ahead.
0: No, no, I'm sorry. But go ahead.
3: I was going to say let's talk about some of the fun and outrageous things that went on um the the you want to talk about the um the food, the the <laughs> the extraordinary um oh, amount of of uh, food and and I guess alcohol <laughs> and um and it's, well, gowns, of course, and and uh, what what were some of the other things that was go, were going on?
0: Well, let's let's talk about the things that caught my eye. Okay, yes, let's talk yes. about <laughs> it. It's. It, I've, I've never seen, I've never seen um, well, yes, I have, because I have been to a nudist speech before, so I do know what I'm talking <laughs> about, but I've never yeah. seen um, the, the amount of, uh, of, of cleavage in my life, which brings me to a really interesting story that you'll hear nowhere else but right here on your show. Yes. Yeah. Um, um, before we get into what, what some of the gifts that they tried to give away to the stars, one of the gifts was from a company called Vampire Breast Lift, which is described as the new secret must have in Hollywood procedure that uses blood derived growth factors to revive a rounder cleavage without any implants. And that became the talk of the backstage area for five hmm. minutes. Hmm. Hmm.
3: And that was one of the, so in other words, a plastic surgeon had
0: yeah, given out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And one of the big controversies is how you get your item into. This yes. kind of a situation where people can see it because um, this year was so controversial. As a matter of fact, controversial. As a matter of fact, let's just do that now and we'll, we'll get other yes. things later. Yes. Um, it became so controversial that um, there was one gift in particular, which is, which was, now sit down everybody, a 10 day first class trip to Israel, courtesy of the Israeli Ministry of Tourism hoping to bring some of Hollywood's biggest and coolest to the Holy Land, valued at $55,000 each.
3: And you couldn't snag one of those for me?
0: <laughs>
3: um, Not was, to mention the vampire breast lift.
0: <laughs> there were actually minor protests there. Um, uh, one, uh, one in particular, the, um, the winner of the best supporting actor um, for a Bridge of Spies, Mark Rylance, um, uh, told CNN in an interview the minute he came off stage that uh, he is not going to accept any gifts at all and went up to as many presenters and um, and nominees as possible to tell him not to do the same. There was a small Palestinian gathering, too, um, supporting the fact that you shouldn't take this gift because it's just, um, you know, it became a political thing. The amount of political overtones in every way, shape, or form throughout mm. this entire um, ceremony is, uh, is is unbelievable. It used to be just a celebration of Hollywood and its movies and its studios, and you rewarded your agents and your and your producers and your directors and you know et cetera et cetera and actors, musicians, and now it's it's gone way beyond that. This year's swag bag was valued at two hundred and twenty five thousand dollars each. It was unbelievable. There was a nine hundred dollar wow. toilet. There was a nine hundred dollar toilet paper dispenser. <laughs> There were, there were pers-
3: fourteen carat was it covered I, in fourteen?
0: 14- I I guess I guess it does something that the other dispensers don't do. Maybe it does it for you. I'm not it sure. It wipes your
3: butt. Go. Yes. Yeah. Um,
0: there was there was a company there was a company which I won't I won't tell you the name of the company I don't think that's important. But there was a company that was giving away for one year an unlimited Audi, a car rental service. You could have a car an Audi every week for the entire year. There wow. was there was. The, the the Italian tourist commission was giving away free stays at hotels throughout Italy for for the, for the, for an entire year i mean it 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 just and it just went on wow. and on and on
3: um, now also there was there was a controversy i guess with a different um there was a swag bag company that um like that called themselves um the uh, swag bag of the Oscar. I mean, this wasn't it, was it? You know what I'm no. talking about. That yes, I, was, do. They, yes that I do. That The Academy that, sued. Go ahead. Yes,
0: yes, and they and they and they and they got their they got their point across. The the company that distributes the um, that puts the bags together and distributes them is, is called Distinctive Assets. And um it, you know, it, believe me, I'm sure they had to work really hard at getting that uh, at getting that uh, you know moniker and that title of being able to do that, but the academy has nothing to do with the gift bags, nothing at all. that accepting one nowadays is considered kind of tacky, but of course, a lot to accept
3: uh-huh, but now, distinctive assets wasn't the one that the academy. No. Okay. And and whatever happened with the other the other company just wasn't allowed to give their swag bags out.
0: Exactly right. Exactly uh-huh. right. There were even one of my favorite um uh, little gifts were um, there were um personalized M&Ms, meaning that the nominees had this huge bag of M&Ms with their names on them.
3: Wow. Hmm. Um what about the food? Talking about M&Ms, let's go to the food.
0: Uh Everywhere, everywhere you could sit and be comfortable backstage, there was a bar and platters of food. It was, it's, um, it's, it, it, it's staggering. This has nothing to do with the governor's ball later on, or you know, all the other places they get to go to, and the amount of incredible food they get to eat by master chefs from all over the world. This is just there at the, uh, you know, at, 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 at the Kodak, is the in, in numerous. Oh. Yeah, one of my favorite stories is, um, and, and I'm, I'm not telling tales out of school because it happens all the time, because of the tremendous lag time between the time you're supposed to be there and by the time you hit your seats and by the middle of the uh, of the presentation, you're, you're already there three, four hours, and obviously you're hungry and stuff. The amount of food that I witnessed being put into people's pockets, where their huh. hands go into, into things, and you put, I mean, who wants cheese in my pocket? I mean, seriously. <laughs> You know, I mean, can you imagine, you know, going on stage and as you're walking off, you know, one of the, you know, these big movie stars looks at you and say you smell like old cheese, and the truth of the matter is you do.
3: <laughs> well, I wouldn't think that, sir, at least the women, I mean, I w- most of them didn't really have pockets to put anything in.
0: Unless we're they- not talking about the women, and those women that were with men, they did it for them. <laughs> and, and then and then there's and then there's um tremendous confusion that goes on in the um in the control rooms and stuff like that because you know that you you, you never want to you know cut to a, a a big star that's chewing or just swallowing or mm. you know, Picking something, you know, in the, in putting yeah. it in its mouth and stuff. So there's all these people that are assigned to looking at all these cameras all the time. So before they're cut to, everything is, is, is kind of clear and, uh, uh-huh. and uh, non-obtrusive. So, I mean, it's, uh-huh. it, 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 they think of everything. It's, it, 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 it truly is incredible.
3: Well, well, what about one of the other um, new things that, that they did this year, which was putting all the people's thank yous, and all the nominees apparently had to hand in a list. Right of people that they wanted to thank, since in past um, uh, award ceremonies people always forgot, like their wives or husbands or their manager or agent, you know, important people, and then they realized afterwards that they blew it. So across the bottom of the screen was a crawl of the various people that each presenter wanted to thank. Of course, then when they came on stage, they still thanked some people, but how do how do people think that that worked? You know, a lot did of it work people well? didn't like
0: it because a lot of people didn't like it because people want to be able to say the names of the persons that they're thanking. Number one, mm-hmm. um, that was all done supposedly. There were two things done this year that were never done before. That was one, and then I don't know if you noticed that when a a presenter or a or or an actor accepted an award or was giving out an award. Um, in the lower left-hand corner, if you stood on the left or in the lower right-hand corner, if you stood on the right, was a little synopsis of who you were and what yeah. you had to do with the Academy. If you ever had an Academy Award nomination, a, a win, yeah. you were in an Academy Award-nominated movie that had never been done before. Because in the past, when you were announced, they, you, you know, they, would, they would introduce you as two-time Academy Award winner and six-time nominee so-and-so. Now, they, for those eight seconds that it took me to say that, they saved that eight seconds. And so they put that in the little box on the bottom, and you got to read that. As far as the names went, I don't think people received that very well. I don't think that the, first of all, if you were at home watching it on a monitor or or on television, it was really difficult. It went by so fast.
4: Yes, yes. I don't think it's going to be uh, there next year. As an aside, uh, speaking um, about uh, what Ken brought up, um, previously, actresses competing to show the most cleavage should next yeah. year drop their pretense and show at least one nipple like the French <laughs> women did in the empire area.
3: <laughs> Stop the guessing, right? <laughs> Stop the waiting for it to pop out, right? <laughs> it's very distracting to be thinking about that. Yes, um, it really it was like a competition who could show more of uh, cleavage and leg and all of that.
4: And the, um, they, the, the, yes. the uh, current, the, the current uh, catchphrase is side boob.
3: Yes, right, right. <laughs> um, what about? What, let's talk a little bit about the winners. Um, I, you know, we can. Well, why don't we start with the best supporting um, actors and actresses? So, best supporting actress. That I was really super happy about. That Alicia. Yes. Vic,
0: Vic, she's Vic, wonderful. Rick she
3: deserved she really was good in the Danish girl and she deserved that. What did she's, you she's, think, Michael?
4: I Yes, I do. Uh she's gorgeous and um uh she's uh, got a big career ahead of her.
3: Yes. I mean, Kate Winslet is always a wonderful actress, but in the Steve Jobs movie, she really didn't have that, you know, her part wasn't that crucial and and it wasn't that difficult, really. Actually, nobody I know saw that movie I saw me <laughs> I, thought I, thought it thought, okay, I thought it was okay, but it was it, it was it was interesting it was, it, it was a little disappointing you liked it Ken.
0: Yeah, it was, it was interesting because you got to see things that you didn't really, unless you yes. studied, studied the man, you didn't, you didn't get to know. But I would like to um, uh, uh, sort of uh, stay in the same subject because I yeah. think you hit something really good that I don't mind uh, talking about. Yeah. Um, th- the best supporting actor winner was, uh, was Mark Rylance from Bridge of Spies. Yes. The best supporting actor loser in that category yes. turned out to be Sylvester, Sylvester, Sylvester Stallone.
3: Stallone. Yes, which, talk about which, that. Everybody oh, expected him to win. What happened?
0: Well, well, first of all, the, the Academy is not the Golden Globes. The Golden Globes, the Hollywood Foreign Press, is in love with movie stars like Sylvester Stallone.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, they're, uh, they're, they're enamored with uh, rags to riches. They're enamored with comebacks. Um, in, in the Golden Globes, you'll have a winner that won something in 1982, and they just won something in 2012. It's just uh-huh. one of those things. Sylvester Stallone didn't win because not a whole lot of people saw that movie. Um, Mark Rylance may have won because he was in a Steven Spielberg movie. I'm not, I don't know. I, I didn't vote. I have no idea. But I will tell you about something that went on because of that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, Sylvester Stallone's brother, Frank Stallone, went absolutely ballistic when his brother lost. I literally went ballistic and issued a statement yesterday that absolutely um, uh, was uh, was cruel to Mark Rylance. He he, he was he physically abused him. He, he he verbally abused him. It was it was really unbelievable. It's it, it's available for anybody to see if you wanted to Google. Um, um, Frank Stallone' uh, opinion of the Academy Awards. Um, a lot of people stared at uh, at, at Sylvester Stallone yeah. uh, when he uh, when he, his name wasn't called, and and I think that probably may have been one of the bigger upsets. I think other big upsets. Oh, mm-hmm. There's your music.
3: Oh God! Right. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll leave on a cliffhanger here we're talking about the Oscars, we're talking about what you didn't see (laughs) we're going backstage at the Oscars to find out what really happened, like what we were just talking about with Sylvester Stallone, I actually felt sorry for him Um, my guests are Ken Levine and Michael Selzman, you're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch we'll be right back, I'm your psychiatrist host, I want to get right back so I'm going quickly (laughs) I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman so stay tuned (laughs)
1: Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for
0: Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman.
3: And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Going backstage at the Oscars, what really happened, and one of the things that we were just talking about was uh, Sylvester Stallone, who fortunately won a Golden Globe. He didn't go home totally empty-handed this year um, for Creed. And um, Ken was saying how uh, his brother, Frank, who was in the atrium, um, was I mean? I, I imagine he started making a fuss, you know, right there at the Oscars in the atrium, and I guess it rippled through the whole um, the whole place, right? The,
0: the big fuss was was what he released yesterday. That that kind of set set everybody on his ear. He actually released he, he Actually, sent out releases. I guess Facebook posts, um, uh, tweet, tweet, uh, tweets, et cetera, about the um, the injustice that uh, that occurred. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. There, were a, there were a few others that were um, uh, minor shocks, but I think that well, probably was the biggest one.
3: Yes, yes. Did, did uh, Sylvester Stallone cry? Did people go over to him afterwards mm-hmm. to hug him?
0: No, but it, it was um, you know, and he wasn't visually upset. I think he was just happy to be there. I really do uh-huh. I, at this stage, uh-huh. I think he was totally happy to be there.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, uh-huh. let's talk about let's talk about um, best actress. We're going up the list. Um, Brie Larson won for Room. Um, I actually, well, I saw Brooklyn. Um, I thought she was good, but mm-hmm. um, I know Kate. You, uh, Kate, I know Ken. You loved Room. I haven't seen that yet. Um, what do you think she deserved it?
0: Yes, and obviously the uh, the, the, the Screen Actors Guild, the Golden Globes, and uh, and the uh, all the other
3: uh, award <laughs> shows felt the same That's way. Thought good too. Hmm. Michael, I did you? Have,
4: uh, I would have voted for Kate Blanchett. I think Carol was mm-hmm. one Could of the been. great. Great acting performances of uh, of all time, and I think Rooney Mara and Kate Blanchett gave that. gave us an a, an acting lesson.
3: Mm-hmm. Okay, let's go to Best Actor morning. because that was an interesting one. I actually was rooting for Eddie Redmayne. I think. I mean, I know he won last year, and so that that worked against him, uh, but he was in The Danish Girl, and he was amazing, and of course, everybody wanted Leonardo DiCaprio to win for the Revenant, because he hasn't, he's been owed an Oscar for years, uh, I mean, that part was nice, but you know, that movie, I didn't see the movie, but I saw the clips, um, and that is the most violent, horrible, uh, I mean, <laughs> I, I, maybe he was a great actor in it, but the movie itself, I thought was just horribly violent, yeah, Common? it's uh, the, the most
4: violent picture uh, of, of this or any other year. And uh, it didn't hurt uh, the, the, uh, Alejandro Iñárritu to win the best director twice in a row. So mm-hmm. I agree with you that Eddie Redman uh, deserved it.
3: What do you think, Ken?
0: Well, I have this thing about um, about, about Hollywood. Um uh, Leonardo DiCaprio represents what I call the quintessential Hollywood movie star. Um, the way he presents himself, the way he looks yes. at the tuxedo, the kind of speech that he gives, the the way that he covers almost you know that speech that he gave when uh, his acceptance speech was was really yes. quite good.
3: It was yes, yes. Uh, he, he
0: covered every single every single area, including you know you know it, politics, society, uh, the diversity issue, and the fact that you know, how difficult it is to even be there. And uh, actually, this year. There were less people that thanked and congratulated their, you know, the losers in their category, except for him. He went out of his way to to tell everybody how, you know, how wonderful they all were, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I think that his performance was given the Academy Award not so much because it was a great role that he played. I mean, he said sixteen words in the whole whole movie. Um, mm-hmm. I think it was more along the lines that um, we're we're award, we're rewarding him for actually making and completing this this incredibly grueling
2: movie mm. that, you know,
0: that they shot, incredibly grueling movie. And I thought the very poignant thing that he said in his, in his acceptance speech was, if you don't believe about global warming, yes. they had to change locations a couple of times to go in, all around the world to find snow. Yes. They couldn't find snow.
3: Yes, yes, that was very moving. That was good. That in and itself, then,
0: if you know what it takes to make a big movie like this, to move everything to the, the ends of the earth, to the bottom of South America, I mean, it was incredible. An incredible undertaking.
3: Mm-hmm. And then we talked about Alejandro I- Inarritu. Um, of course, they cut him off there. I know there was some uh, flack about that, right? People were—he was upset mm-hmm. yes, about that. Yes, there was.
4: Yes, there was.
3: Yeah, um,
4: um, yeah but he deserved uh, the Oscar because it was, as Ken says, an incredibly difficult film to make.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, let's talk about Best Picture, Spotlight. I mean, you know, there really wasn't, other than maybe Bridge of Spies was more the typical kind of movie that would win Best Picture.
4: Yes, that's true. But uh, Spotlight uh, touched a lot of um, um, people, and I thought that um, uh, uh, the other picture... um, The Big Short? Big Short was uh, was going to win because so many people were damaged by uh, yes. the bubble.
3: Yes, yes. And uh, and that was good. And I saw that. I saw Bridges Buys. I saw Brooklyn. Um, you know, I, I'm not unhappy that Spotlight won. I mean, it is a very important uh, subject. I actually, as an expert witness, um, mm-hmm. I examined a number of the um, young men. Well, they're now... I mean, men who were children uh, when they were abused by priests. So you know, obviously, it's a very important uh, subject. Sure. But um, but you know, one of the things I mean, Matt, I I would have thrown something um, if Mad Max won. I mean, first of all, I can't believe how many they picked up. So many. Um, let's see. one Technical, <laughs> two, technical awards. Six. They won
0: six six technical awards. It's the most awards won. In a, at an Academy Awards in years. Six. I
3: mean, and that, too, I didn't see the movie, but just from looking at the clips, that was an outrageously... I mean, I think between The Revenant and, and Mad Max, they competed for who, which was the most obscenely violent.
4: Yes, that's true. And um, teenagers today de- uh, depend on it because of violent video games. And that's who the audience for this film is. It's teenagers.
3: Well, was there talk about that backstage? You know, was there some annoyance about how how many uh, awards it won?
0: Yeah, actually, it became a, a cause celeb uh, because uh, you know um, people were even saying. As a matter of fact, there was a presenter after about their fifth award that. Uh, um, uh, presented an award, and before he even gave it out, he said, "And the winner is Mad Max." He just he made a joke about it um, uh-huh. because it, it had been winning so consistently. But I think people were a little bit um, taken back. But George Miller is a, is a, is quite a director, and uh, he, you know he took on a project that nobody thought would be uh, critically acclaimed like this. There have been other Mad Maxes, you know. And this is a series of movies. This was Mad mm-hmm. Max: Fury Road. Um, and uh, to tell you the, to tell you the truth, that um, I think it was a little bit of a um, A little bit of a shock that it, uh, you know, that that it beat certain movies. I think that the the Revenant had some uh, technical things that were, you know, Mm -hmm. know, know, unparalleled in in, in all of the movies that were out this year. But um, you know, that's just me. But uh, what can I Mm do?
3: Well, um, well, we're kind of coming to the end. So why don't I each ask each of you? Let's see. We have approximately. Five minutes left. So, um, Michael, why don't you talk about how, I mean, you obviously have represented both as an agent and as a um, publicist, uh, some yeah. stars who have won Academy Awards. How, well, uh, wh- uh, I'd come.
4: like to talk about the ones that haven't. Plenty of white actors, writers and directors, yeah. never got a nomination, much less a win. Bob Hope yeah. used to joke about it, but those who knew him said he was bitter, Harrison Ford, Richard Burton, Peter O'Toole, for God's sake, never got one, Deborah Carr, Irene Dunn, Warren Beatty, Mickey Rooney, Fred Astaire, Fred McMurray, Montgomery Cliff, Peter Sellers, Marilyn Monroe, Greta Garbo, Errol Flynn, can you believe Cary Grant, or Orson Mm. Welles, or my client, James Mason? How did Judy Garland not ever win an Oscar? White directors have been ignored, too, Orson, who made perhaps the greatest American film, uh, Citizen Kane, or Charlie Chaplin, DeMille and Griffith did neither, Kubrick, Hitchcock, Luke, uh, George Lucas, Ernst Lubitsch, the the list goes on and on.
3: It's incredible. And so why? Why do you think that is? Because of politics? I mean, not the politics we were talking about before, not you know, running for you know, president there, politics, there, but there, there weren't
4: there weren't politics in those days. Um, but at the start, Academy voters uh, are or were employees of the studios, meaning that they tended to vote for their employers' pictures. Mm. Votes were bunched when studios had the most employees, and huh. usually won.
3: Hmm, that's interesting. Uh mm-hmm. huh. Well, have you okay? Have you represented someone who did win an award, and what was that like? I would imagine well, you have.
4: Uh, yes, I did uh, represent Jimmy Stewart, and I did represent Hank Fonda, and uh, they won awards, and uh, they were two of the nicest people uh, besides Judy that I ever worked with.
3: Uh huh. And what was so? What was it like after after the uh, award ceremony? I mean, what were they like? Were they um, they
4: were always kind and gracious. Uh, these were movie stars from the 30s and 40s and 50s, which were, um, a, a, it was a different time.
3: But I mean, were they were they like in shock or were they... Um... No, no. <laughs>
4: <laughs> they weren't. They didn't expect to win. Uh, they didn't count on winning, but uh, they won and they were gracious and... Uh, uh, Thankful to the academy.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things. Let's see. We're kind of running out of time, but um, one of the things I, I wanted to mention, and I, I will, I'm sure this was chatted about backstage, that um, you know, this whole diversity was was such a was a white elephant, and yet that Cheryl Boone Isaacs is oh. and um, is black, and she was the she is the president, the 35th president of the mm-hmm. Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences. And she came out and, and gave um, a talk. So mm-hmm. wasn't there some, you know, wasn't there some talk about, um, well, here the president of the Academy is black. Mm-hmm. So it's not like blacks are totally ignored. She's the president. I mean, and then it could go a different way. If she's the president, why didn't she make sure that there was more diversity?
0: She just
3: wants to keep her president. <laughs> what did you say? Well,
4: um, your first point, I agree with uh, the fact that uh, Cheryl Boone Isaacs is president is because she's black.
3: Mm-hmm. Hmm. You mean you're? you're <laughs> are you saying a token black?
4: Um, I'm not saying a token, but um, certainly the Academy has been aware. Of uh, diversity for a long time. As, uh-huh. I say, uh, as I said before, Latinos and Asians are unrepresented as well as blacks.
3: Yes, and so this was a way to get uh, to take care of the criticisms of women and blacks uh, mm-hmm. to yes, some extent. Yeah. Well, all yeah. right, any last? Um, I do want to give out Michael's um, website. For if you would like to um, check check his book out, all is vanity. Um, mm-hmm. You go to www.m.selisman. No, actually, uh,
4: M- actually,
0: it's been changed, Carol. Go,
3: oh. Oh, go ahead. It's, it's just Michael. Selzman. Yeah,
0: Michaelselzman.com or mselzman.com.
3: Okay. Yes, and uh, let me spell it. M um, S. M-S, so M S E L E S M A N dot or my. I'm sorry. Uh, yes, I'm misspelling. S E L. Go ahead. You say yes. it, Michael.
4: Go ahead, Michael. S E L S M A N. Yes.
3: Dot com. Yes. Okay. That's and the book again is All Is Vanity, and you know this is uh, years of working in the entertainment industry and all the behind behind the scenes thing, My, um, Marilyn Monroe and so on. Well, I'd like to thank both of you, Ken Levine and Michael Selzman. You. <laughs> You um, really were our great tour guides as we uh, look at this year's Academy Awards and Academy Awards over the years. So thank you very much for joining me on Dr. Carol's Couch. And thank thank you all for listening. You've been listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman.